Okay. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining the CEO class. And this is Siron from Hong Kong, and I'm the founder of CEO class. And introduce a little bit about CEO class first. Um, actually, it is um for profit for um impact initiatives. So uh, we hope to um engage with um different CEOs around the world and share more about the personal goals and growth. And it is really great that today we have Lalit as our guest today. And hi, Lalit. Uh, can you share about yourself and what do you do? Uh, thanks, thanks, Sidon. Uh, thanks for having me here today. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is Lalit Gautam. I'm the founder and CEO of Sensecross. Um, just to give you a quick intro about myself, uh, coming from India, I born and grew up back in India, like you know, from a middle class family, and and now I, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Like I founded three companies in the past, in the past, and currently working on a on a very smart and innovative solution for the agriculture and climate tech to reduce the impact on our earth by using a patented solutions using the IoT sensor and the AI stuff. So this is what we're doing, Sensecross. But like maybe I'll go a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, the uh, in the past and talk to about my my previous journeys as well. So as I said, like you know, the background I have came from is a pretty non uh, entrepreneurship, non business kind of you know background. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and and doing something, starting something was from there was a bit difficult, but like also very new for for the me and the community I came from. Right, and then you know. Uh, I have studied uh, pharmaceutical science. I have done the doctor of pharmaceutical science and medicine for five years, and then I work as a research scientist for the stem cells for for a year. And I did, and then then I decided to go for the the business side of the of the of the world, like you know, because my interest was most towards the solving some of the you know critical problems on this earth. And then I went for an MBA, completed my MBA, I didn't fit into the corporate culture, and this is how the journey of the startup things. Uh, just you know, just started uh, in 2015. Uh, maybe, maybe we're going to talk uh, more about this stuff as well, about my work, about my other you know personal uh, stuff. But you know, that's all uh, from my side. In short, yeah, it's really cool. So um, for the audience, if you have any questions, anything you ask, you want to ask, just feel free to put in the chat or the Q and A sessions, and then we will um, answer it. And yeah, as you mentioned. Um, you know, you you start your first business, first startup when you are still twenty foot, as I know. So actually, how how is the journey? Like, um, you you started just uh, right. You graduate from universities, or after you you try some full time job, and then you find it it is more more suitable for suitable for you as an entrepreneur. Yeah, so Siren. You know, going again the back. Uh, so when I was, I was, I was in my undergrad, right? I was doing the uh, doing my degree in the pharmaceutical science. Uh, and I think during one of the during the during the third year and second year of, of my college, I uh, decided to launch. So I got a thesis about like you know the emergency use of cont- contraceptives. So normally, like you know, when we talk about the contraceptives, the contraceptives are like the the prevention measure to, you know, to get the child. So uh, I was working on a very interesting thesis about like the diffusion and the, you know, of, of these kind of stuff. So normally like contraceptive usually comes into the pills form, right? Uh, but like, you know, the, my idea, my project was like, you know, creating a kind of device that mm. diffuse uh, the kind of a smell or a, or a, 
uh, or a kind of a perfume kind of situation that can go into the uh, into the room and without taking any pills and anything like that you simply mm-hmm. get the uh, the you absorb the uh, of the uh, of the on the contraceptive kind of uh, the the ingredient we call it like the drug or the you know the salt in in the uh-huh. in the more technical word but for the general audience like it's more like an you know kind of smell or the or the oil so that uh-huh. was the that was the idea eventually the interesting was very uh, the, the story was very interesting because eventually it comes as a like in a kind of my uh, undergrad thesis uh but like people love it a lot right and and the 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 value proposition the innovation part was that that there was a no adverse effect of taking the pills that time right you can simply like you know mm-hmm. put into the into the room and it works on the unisex way so it was yeah. very unique um and i think that was the first time when i was around 21 22 um that was the first time like i realized like you know these kind of things that excite me and and we can we can definitely change uh, you know the the scenario mm-hmm. of how we usually see the problem uh ju- just to add one more line into this as well like as i said like i come from india right and back mm-hmm. then or even now uh you know building something and you know being a uh, startup founder still is a very new thing uh, you know um, in, in in the indian ecosystem and i'm sure like right now i'm in us and i have seen the same this is this is not the popular culture this is still like you know the minority culture but like yeah. now people are moving towards this thing as well just to compare the just to compare the age stuff like if you see this is a millennial and the gen g kind of culture right now this is the generation yeah. of them so people usually starting at a very early stage when when I, like few years back usually the average age was a bit uh different than what you can see these young folks uh these days. Mm, yeah, that's true. But like in your um your entrepreneur journey, any mm-hmm. any biggest challenge or difficulties you face? Yeah. I would like entrepreneurship journey um always have challenges always yeah i know it's really tough yeah it's it's a real really tough business right it's it's um but i think yeah i'm like you know so again um i would i would like to answer in a different way right of course there was always the challenges always the road roadblocks like every each and every day when i when i uh, officially started my you know uh, first startup back in 2015 it was a marketplace to connect the designers and artisans so it's a, it was a very you know kind of in a complex business model where i have to travel to the rural communities in india in asia and africa and connecting to the designers who based out in new york and milan and, and all these countries i think the difficult part was like you know connecting educating your people educating not just your customer educating not just your beneficiaries but also educating the people around you because you have to convince your your friends your families your other people as well that what exa- what you, whatever you're doing is the right stuff right uh, so of course fortunately uh, the biggest strength of 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 my ca- entire career so far is my family like they supported very mm. well so the so one of the one of the stakeholder i have to convince was already convinced right so yeah. that was the biggest part for me like if you convince your family you are good to go and then you have the rest of the thing that you can easily tackle but like you know just to uh, long story short i think the challenges are everything uh, everywhere like and it's each and every day you will find some different challenges and being an entrepreneur that that's the biggest mba uh, you know lesson you usually learn you won't get these kind of lessons when you do the mba in the colleges 
Mm. I'm not. I'm not saying this is bad. I'm just comparing with that. The, you know, the classroom MBA versus the real MBA. So these are the real, you know, teaching of the businesses and how to manage the thing. But I think the the one thing um, I'll 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 say in a very different way. It's also depend on people to people how do they usually see the challenges, right? Mm. Of course, like for yeah. me, when I see a lot of problem. maybe for me these are not problem or these are not challenges i am simply seeing this is as a like one of the one of the part of your journey but maybe for a lot of other people even a very different thing can be a problem so i think it's completely depend on people to people person to person how do they say that how do they say uh, like the challenges so uh, it's also like you know the definition of the challenges and the road roadblocks are pretty different for person to person yeah yeah that's really true Like so, um, you as I know now, now your 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 startup is working on some uh, related to uh, agricultures. So, um, can you share more about like um, actually what what you what motivates you to to this startup? Is it related to your families or or some something trigger used to to work on this these ideas? Mm-hmm. No, Sharon. Um, I think definitely, definitely, there's a personal uh, connect. There's a personal story mm. behind this as well. Uh, so I, I, of course, like you know, in India, uh, almost like it's it's a uh, it's a, it's an agriculture-based economy, right? Uh, eventually, each and every one in the India somehow directly and indirectly connected to the agriculture. So am I, right? Uh, my grandfather used to have the large big farms back in India. Uttar Pradesh is a state, is the largest state back in India. So I have seen, like you know, when I was there, I have seen this kind of stuff, right? But my dad mm-hmm. moved away, and he wasn't part of that kind of ecosystem. So I think the first point, the first personal connect, come from there, right? And then eventually, when I when I grew up, right, I studied biotech, like you know, pharmaceutical biotech and all stuff. And then after MBA, I got associated with a lot of organizations such like World Economic Forum, UN. I mean, I got a chance to expose to a lot of. Uh, uh, You know the climate change kind of communities, and this this kind of sectors always excite me. So mm-hmm. in 2019, I decided like now I have to connect the dots from my biotech degree to my experience into the rural communities, and also experience into the um, you know the the sustainability and climate change kind of ecosystem. And and then I think that's motivate me, and especially like agriculture and food is something that will always remain. Um, in in the world, right? No matter if you are in a war, COVID, and all this situation, you always like you know going to consume the food. But the way you going to grow the food is always going to change. And I think that's why uh, there was a two angle for that. Why I started Sensegra. The first, of course, the impact angle, the my own stories, my own own connections, and the connects which I have seen in my last. Couple of year journey, but the second was about the more business side. Like at the end of the day, when you're running a business, you have to grow. You have to give a return mm. to your investor and stakeholder. And this and this is huge industry. You know, there's a, a lot of scope of innovation. Uh, so I think that's motivate me to start Chance Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And like um, like maybe try to we we. Um, like for for the audience, like maybe they they are also thinking about whether they should start their their business or they they better for them to start a full time job first. So, <clears throat> any any advice from you? Like, how should they find their passion or find what they really want to do? I think it is quite a big question for for the young people nowadays. Yeah. 
So I think I think passion is a very overused or misused word. Uh, yeah. Having a passion is always good, but like having a B plan or plan A is is, is even more important, right? Uh, I think I think you also and we also coming from the Asian community, right? We have kind of yeah. uh, you know that, and I think like I'm not I'm not talking about the more cultural thing, but when when you talk about like you know very general thing, I think. you have to decide so i think first of all like you know if you if you doing and if you running and if you want to do a startup just because other people doing and and just because it's cool um i i don't think so it's it's a good step right this is something you have to be it's it's a marathon right mm. uh, people call it like it's, a, it's not a sprint it's a marathon so you have to be well prepared for at least 5 6 7 years of grilling so if you're ready for this without maybe getting paid yes please go for an uh, for an startup but i think these days especially like when i started since um, my my own startup or even the generation who have started even before me like those who are right now 40 45 50 year old they have also done i'm like the challenges for them even much higher but now if you see the current generation they have a lot of you know facilities there is a lot of funds in the market there is a lot of facilitators there is a lot of you know uh, uh, ecosystem enablers in the market so these are the journey but also there's a lot of competition as well so i think coming back to the main point is i think the the couple of um, the couple of you know uh, suggestions to the to the mm-hmm. young folks who wants to you know do their own startup i think you have to be you cannot just simply go with the passion you have to think very logically so for mm-hmm. example when i started the agriculture startup i wasn't only passionate enough but i also think about the different thing like what is the market looks like what is the requirement what are the key problems how are we going to solve it how are we going to scale it right so mm-hmm. uh, i think these kind of the market research or the uh, the understanding of that market where whatever you planning to do is very important then mm-hmm. you also have to bring uh, a good team member i think the biggest strength of a of a startup is your team member is your co-founder yeah. if you if you find a wrong person so like a lot of time people say startups are like marriages right and mm-hmm. imagine if you find a wrong husband or wife your life got yeah. spoiled <laughs> the same it same goes with the startup as well like you have to find the right people as well because like you know half of your challenge will be disappear if you find the right co partners because you you will solve all these problems together uh the third thing is like you know usually start small test it mm-hmm. validate it fail again repeat the same process you know and 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 usually then goes eventually slowly as as i said like nowadays there are a lot of startup support you know mm-hmm. in the different part of the world so you can get a lot of benefits but i think i think these are you have to be very persistent and uh uh and and you should be patient enough to 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 be a startup founder you cannot like mm-hmm. this is not something it's like it will give you success in a day or two you have to be wait and you have to be very patient about until you build a product until your users using this uh, product and until you get the revenue from that product i think so it's a long journey it's a marathon so if you have a patience if you have a persistence and of course if you have a passion mm. please go for it yeah yeah that's sure sure and and actually i i totally agree with you on on the importance of finding a right co-founder that is super important and would you mind to share more about like so now in in your team like how how you can how you find your co-founders and how you manage the the relationship i would say yeah 
no that's a that's a good question sarun uh, i think finding uh, uh, finding a co-founder is like finding your finding your wife yeah <laughs> again i'm i'm going back to the same point it's like you know either you have option like if you go with according to my country your parents will find your wife right or or whatever and if you go with like the other culture maybe you have the other dating sites to find your you know founder so i think i think startup co-founder is a pretty much safe so either like normally a lot of time what i have seen startups like usually co-founders are the are those you usually find in your universities or maybe in your you know in your corporate offices where you worked in, in the past and usually you get like kind of you know because this is the time where you spend uh, a lot of time with that specific person right so i think founding yeah. or the founders are the one that's the reason like in a lot of time when you when you go to the investor people ask you hey how long you know each other the reason for this question is because how exactly and how deep you know about each other uh, from the past right so usually the founder kind of stuff usually come from the from your universities from your corporate job usually most of the people are like doing this uh, partnership together but people like yeah. me especially if i if i give an example of my case in my case i i started the company alone as in solo because i didn't wait for the you know like just finding because it's a very natural process you cannot force yourself to find a co-founder mm-hmm. you know it's a, that's the reason i always keep the example of like the dating kind of stuff you cannot force yourself to find a girlfriend or or a boyfriend yeah. right it's a, it's a very natural process right it goes with the flow and in my case like you know when i started the company i was like in touch with a lot of people right um and then you know um one of my co-founders who joined me like you know because mm-hmm. we knew each other from the last 7 years we never we never got a chance to work together in the past especially for in startup but we work a lot with other different uh, non-profit project project as well so then you know we we match our skills like you know we had the same interest like we you know we find that you know our mission our tech skills our uh, you know Uh, uh, the passion about like changing mm. the food ecosystem was was common and as i said like it 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 went through a process you know when we met mm. when we started discussion it took almost one year that we decided that he joined me he decided hey this is something i'm also very passionate i like the way you working let let me join you and this is how it started mm. right for 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 my first company i think that's also an interesting thing when i just came out from my mba college Uh, mm-hmm. I had the idea of hand start right uh, I yeah. shared with with my you know so called uh, close friends which is usually you go for the first time right uh, of course like their mission was different like they was on a very different path of their life and mm-hmm. they they refused so it didn't you know impacted on my personal yeah. uh, relationship with them as a as a friend because it's very obvious right your best friend cannot be your i mean like, there's no guarantee that your best friend is going to be your co-founder right Or, mm-hmm. or 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 your wife or your husband is going to be a co-founder. Co-founder can come from anywhere. Again, yeah. it's a natural process most of the time. But sometimes it suddenly click. Like you know, hey, you met in a conference, or hey, maybe you met someone, and then maybe you your your the thinking is pretty same, and then you become yeah. a co-founder. So I think that's that's how it works. But if you the last line uh, about the relationship currently, so mm-hmm. the understanding. So the relationship is pretty good. is about like you know we are two different person we knowing about each other now we are also expanding our founding team as well just to make the process more decentralized mm. yeah that that's really cool but like in in your entrepreneur journey so so do you have like very clear milestone 
for yourself. Like uh, after one year, I should achieve at which side, or maybe like after three or five years, if if uh, I cannot get like a big fundings, and I I should change to another directions. Any any this kind of plan for yourself? Oh, that's an important, great question, Sharon. I think that's that. Definitely, I have the own KPIs mm-hmm. or the you know the goals. Yeah, I have prepared for myself as a as a as a person as a Lalit Gautam, uh, not as a founder of company. They, they, we do have we do definitely do have the KPIs and goals for the company as well. But like mm-hmm. definitely, you should have your. And I think this is this is the same discussion I was having with with couple of my friends here. Uh, that you know setting up your own KPIs, your own milestone. You cannot be just struggle for like. Five years, seven years, ten years. You have to find like startups are like I don't know if I use the word here or not, but startups are like cocaine, right? Uh, it's, it's it's make you addicted. You know, mm-hmm. once you get into the startups, even though you know you are working eighteen hours, you know yeah. you are not getting paid. You you know you have a lot of you know problems, tension and all, but you keep going. You know this is how the mm-hmm. startups uh, passionate you know uh, founders yeah. feel. Uh, but I think that's not good, right? That's not good. That's why I call, that's why I call it cocaine because it's not mm-hmm. good for your health, right? So the problem is that you have to decide and and find out what is the the boundaries of your journey. Mm-hmm. Let's say if you are working three years, four years in a startup. Again, there's a no timeline. There's a no success formula in the startup. I think the one of the biggest thing that people have to learn is there's a no success formula for. For a for a startup, you don't know yeah. what is going to be successful, what is going to be failed in how many days, in how many minutes, with how many funding. You can be successful in six months. You cannot be successful in ten years. You can be successful without funding. You can be successful with with. Uh, you cannot successful with hundred million funding as well. So there is no such mm-hmm. you know formula. But but I think important part is that you have to decide those goals, which which is helpful for you. Which is helpful mm-hmm. for your family and and the other people who is around you to to see till what extent I can go. Mm-hmm. Point one. Now coming, if I if I give you the same example of my life, I have decided this. So the first couple of years when I was in my other startup, I I was like definitely like hustling from the first day and not, still I'm now hustling from in, in in this is my sixth or seventh year of my startup. But I think. As and I, as you ask a very wonderful question is about how do you see like what are kind of the KPI or mm-hmm. the goals you yeah. have decided for you? For some people, these these are financial goals. Oh, I have to mm-hmm. be a millionaire. I have to raise like five million dollars, or at least for my own saving, you have to be like raise hundred million or one million saving for yourself, right? For some mm-hmm. people, reaching out to hundred k USD MRR is the is the goal, right? And for some people, uh, reaching to a sustainable growth, having a house, having a wife, having a kids, a decent good family with a decent running startup is good. So I think for me, there was a couple of things, right? Uh, financial for sure, of course, that's come naturally. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think before that, for me, was the satisfaction that mm-hmm. I, that the moment I I lost any interest in in the work I am doing, I'll stop working. You know that mm. was my biggest goal. You know the how I'm going to decide my journey, and which is 
still still going on i haven't reached to that point where i i lost any any interest in startup mm-hmm. i'm not talking about specific interest i'm just talking about general you know to to do a startup thing right so yeah. so that is one thing the second point is of course that you also have to be settled uh, or um, uh, you know in your your you creating your own wealth when i say the own wealth definitely financial wealth your you know housing your cars your saving but also the wealth in terms of your your wisdom your intellectual you know intellectual wisdom or the intellectual mm-hmm. wealth i think for me that was one of the biggest goal uh and, and in the last 6 7 year i have changed i have earned a lot in that kind of stuff so i can i can say i'm very rich in terms of the intellectual wealth which i have decided for me when i started senseclass or for when i started my first startup right Hmm. and so if you a lot of learnings a lot of you know exposure a lot of wisdom which you would never get in a in a job so yeah. for example for example if i consider that okay now i have to quit my startup and i have to go back to the normal life when i say normal life it means like maybe going back to the corporate job or hmm. maybe 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 i can go and join some university or accelerator start teaching people i have that enough experience and the intellectual wealth which yeah. i can share with the other people right so i think these were some of my goals which i am which i have achieved some of them but it's a continuous process i just keep making the goals i keep increasing the risk level and i'm try to keep reaching those uh, goals every day every month or every year so these are like you know your personal kpis which you have to definitely decide and then there mm-hmm. are company profiles company kpis which normally company do so i'm not going to go into that direction yeah yeah that sure it is it is really easy to adapt to the to the journey and and feel like yeah it's something cool to to keep going but but usually we don't have a plan or a personal kpi to work on it So um again for the for the audience if you have any questions anything you want to ask just feel free to put in the chat or in the Q&A sessions. So um now uh I, it is um it is with that in in your side um seems now the the covid is not a big big challenge at at your side now and but I guess like in in Hong Kong in some countries it is still quite uh, challenging or quite unstable situations i think like especially for the young people maybe like they are uh, it it make them feel um they're quite um unstable for their futures so um do you have any any advice like for the young people in this kind of situation um how they can better prepare themselves like taking more class or invest more on their different kind of skills or mindset change what kind of things you think like in this moment it is important or good for them to to invest more time or, or resources on it uh that's that's another uh, you know good question Tyron. i think i think the last two year right yeah uh, covid and even now i i consider this is the third year of covid right i think especially when we talk about the millennials and the change folks or the young mm-hmm. people right it was one of the best time for them maybe mm-hmm. a lot of people not going to relate to me or they're not going to agree what i'm saying but what i'm saying is of course the covid 
the, we we talk a lot about the bad things about the covid which is which is true but the mm. covid also come as a blessing in disguise for many reasons especially like you know what it start up like you know when you see these kind of problems you you become like an entrepreneur you have to solve those problems and this 2 3 years gave us a lot of problem everything mm. was locked down everything was clear there's a lot of invention you know came out from this 2 uh, years like people have started to online this you know teaching and all especially especially for the young people they learn a lot of kind of skills that how they can so the penetration of these people the young kids uh to towards the internet was highest people mm. were using the apps people were making the tiktoks people were using the uh, they become influencer they become blogger they become like they started teaching so i follow like i follow twitter i follow youtube and all these platforms and when you see you will find a lot of 18 year old 13 year old 20 year old yeah. people you know the kids are using they like investing in stocks they are investing yeah. in you know they're making the tiktok they become a very you know um, they have like 10000 of followers on 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 tiktok and and, and instagram so they could, they become influencers so i think i think you have to put like you if you you cannot simply sit down i like if you have spent this two years while sitting down and locked down in your room and in your house and doing nothing and just playing game i think mm. of course that's that's not the good thing i'm mean, like uh, but like but if you if you explore the opportunities around you while while sitting down in your in a room in your house locked down in the last two years you definitely will bring something out of that right so mm-hmm. because this is the best time like even if you even if you see the general startup ecosystem for the last two years the highest numbers of um, the v- investment deals happened in the last two years the accelerator like yc's you know they they are selecting hundreds of startups if you see the unicorn numbers of unicorn in the last two years the highest right the highest number mm-hmm. of unicorn you have you came out from from the from the startup world so i think this two years for the startup uh, you know world was very good like mm-hmm. and, and and this the reason is because the penetration again i'm repeating the same sense the penetration of people using these kind of top solutions in technology was was wonderful and mm-hmm. and you have such you have huge uh you know the bunch of problems which you can solve using the internet using the platform using the tech so i think my my suggestion to these to these young folks is that utilize this opportunity right of course definitely this is a pandemic we all are uh a, facing a huge time you know tough time but like tough time always teach you to 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 solve this problem to bring the new innovation so i think i think that's what i have observed people as i said like uh, a lot of people have uh, took this opportunity and started doing mm. some you know very very productive but of course i can see in the la- next few years it's going to be even more interesting for the startup point of view that how you going to see the world post pandemic if the if, if the pandemic will will be over in the in the year, in the coming months or year yeah 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 that's cool Yeah, always more more problem means more opportunities you can work on, right? And as I know you you did a lot of mentoring or mentorship for for the startup, so uh, I think it's it is really great. And and can you share more about like your view on mentorship, like um for the for the student or young people, um, is it? It is it good for them to like look for some mentorship or or how they can start? 
yeah i think i think having a mentor having a coach uh, it's not mandatory but it's always good it's always a recommended process uh, you know uh, step for for them i think in my case like you know i always think that you know there's a there's a no no such formula to being in a mentor i'm mean, like a lot of time people say hey the person with like 40 year of experience with a gray hairs uh is the, is the is the right mentor because the person have a lot of experience to share with you which is good which is true but i think i think man can anyone can be mentor right you know a, a 13 or 15 year old can be a mentor for you because the person technically mentor is no one is just sharing the views you know mm. so, like they sharing their own opinions they are not giving you advice so the difference between like you know the teacher the coach and the mentors are all different like being in a life mentor or a or a business mentor is always a good option if you have anyone in your network you think that this person is definitely going to help me definitely like you know uh, make make him or her uh, your mentor but i think the most important part is mentor always share their opinions this is the right definition of mentor if the mentor is start telling you hey you should do this you should do that that's not the mentor that's like that's your spot sports coach right because the sports coach yeah. know what is right what is wrong but the like normally the life and business mentors are sharing their opinions which you have the right to to uh, you know to to implement or to you know to take this uh, uh, decisions or the suggestions or the opinions in your life not uh, but but these are always the second opinion third opinion right that's why like mm-hmm. because you as a person you always think that you are the right or you are the wrong maybe right but you always have the one yeah. one view but when you have someone like sensible more experienced than you as your mentor they always bring the different perspective they always bring the different viewpoint uh, again as i said when you have the two viewpoints you have the two options to choose one and if you have mm. three and if you both the same like your choices your options are definitely always much higher so this is not like an objective type of questions where you have four option and there's only one right option to mm. choose all the four in the mentorship like if you have four people as a as your mentor all the four opinions are right it just you have to decide which one you yeah. have to choose when you think that this is going to be the right fit with, with with my experience so i think i think having mentor is always good like unfortunately i didn't have the mentor for my personal life in the last many years like when i was student when i was like you know uh, doing my undergrad and, and masters uh but when i entered into the into the business side like my startup side like yes i i do have mentors uh in the past now now as well most mostly like business mentor but i always mm. learn a lot of thing from as a, as a personal mentor my my father is always being a, a mentor for me since i was kid so i think uh you know that's that's i i definitely say i have the mentor maybe not from the external side and mentor can be anyone it could be your father mm. your wife or your kids and, and, and you know so i think i think it's a, it's a just a it's a is a definition of the mentor but like being me as a mentor for the startups and the accelerators and university i always share my experience and my opinions like i see because i exposed to a lot of startups i exposed mm-hmm. to a lot of uh, the industries and as i said like i also gain a lot of intellectual wealth during the last 6 7 years so i also always try to share with these folks right uh, uh as in a, as in a part of the you know uh, the system and this is my way of so I, this is my like pro bono kind of profile which i feel that if i have gained something from this this ecosystem as in a startup founder i think i should share with the other people as well as to giving back to the community mm-hmm. so 
and and again as i said there is a no success formula there is a you cannot measure the success like hey this mentor is good or this mentor is bad it's just like you know how the things and and i think the biggest mentor for for you is yourself if you mm. if you're running a startup you are the best mentor for yourself you can definitely have the other people who will share the their opinions with you and you have the freedom to choose or not to choose yeah yeah that's really true yeah so um um i think um that is um do you have the last few lines for for the audience or the young people like um especially on on their personal goals or growth because you know um in in seal class we we want to inspire them more on like um how they plan their goals and how they how they can can invest on their on their own growth so in in this kind of of uh, perspective um do you have um last few lines for for them yeah definitely uh, i think the my last uh the conclusion of of the entire uh, discussion is like you know especially like i'm now i'm not going to talk about the business side like let's talk about the personal growth and the personal stuff i think the biggest thing any one person have to do in in this current uh you know uh, scenario is like you create your own wealth you you work on your own personal growth because at the end of the day you are the person who is running companies who is running government who is running anything so the human run this kind of stuff so if you mm-hmm. working on yourself on your personal growth when i say the personal growth it means try to become a good person like you know try to work on your negative things maybe your anger maybe your any other skills try to work on your skills like you know more technical skills like maybe start learn coding maybe start learning you know maybe writing or content writing or maybe some skills like hobby like you know games horse riding and all this. anything i mean like uh, it cannot be just simple technical skill it can be some hobbies and other skills stuff as well then your uh, personal skills as i said like personal skills are like you know how to communicate with the people how to be being a nice like being a nice is, is completely free of cost in this world uh, you know so these these are the important ones so technically you always consider yourself is your company is your startup and and try to groom that startup try to you know build that startup from scratch to the next level yeah. and if you do this and if you become a a, a wonderful person right uh, and if you work a lot on your personal uh, personal skills your personal growth at the eventually at the end of the day you will run the other things as well so it will directly impacted on your business so your business also shows how good person you are so i think that's that's the that's the conclusion and at the end of the day at the end of the day startups corporates all this all these things will they have a kind of uh, life cycle you know they have the validity but you will remain with you as a person so whatever things you have learned whatever the investment you have done on yourself will remain with you forever so i think this time is very crucial there is a competition there is a technology there is a support there is a benefit utilize all the stuff hmm. and and if you if you if you work on yourself on your personal growth with all these points which i have mentioned maybe there are several other points as well 
you will be a great asset for rest of the world but you will be also a great asset for yourself so believe in you work on you and try to become a very effective and a very wonderful uh, human being while working on your personal growth so i think that's my uh, few last lines uh, about the personal growth what i have seen in my case and i think what's my suggestion to the to other people yeah yeah that's that's really great works and yeah thanks lalit today and it's really great to have you for this sessions and also thanks all the audience to joining us and if you you want to uh, revisit the content please follow our podcast social medias and all the channels um, you can always get inspirations and and some insight from it so um, again thanks everyone and let's catch up in next sessions thank you Thanks Aaron. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, thanks Ali. Yeah. Have a nice day. Thank you. Take care, bye guys. Yeah, bye.